previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, back up. So wait, Roxy, your dad and Claire grew up in the same town? I guess so, yeah. No, now, well, now, not not just quote unquote towns. Roslindale is a neighborhood of Boston. So it is, it's, yeah. Not yeah. Revere? No, it's not Revere. <laughs> that was a lame attempt at Revere. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We're back. We got it. We're, we're making a second episode. This is amazing. Welcome in my dear friends, Roxy and Chuck. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hey, what's going on there? What a great episode we have for you this week. I'm so excited. Chuck, you're a big Thanksgiving guy, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Who did not? Well, Chuck, you never know. Now, so my question is, do you do the cooking? Oh, gosh, put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> do you do any cooking? I have not done cooking in a while. I'm more of a carver than a cooker, Than a cooker, you know? Like, when it's done and on the table, like, I'm the one who kind of cuts the bird and serves that kind of, kind of thing. But no, right. usually I, I stay out of the kitchen. Too many, too many chefs in the kitchen is not a good thing, so. I totally get it. In years past, I've done cranberry salad or something like that. Ooh. I've got a few now, things up my sleeve, but I I, I reserve. <laughs> now, Roxy, you're excited because this you were saying this is the first year you're going to be cooking. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. All right. So, I've never right. cooked a bird before, so Whoa. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> now, how did this all come about? Well, you know, I'm usually home with my family or out on the stage, and this year. I am not going home, and I'm not on the stage, so, uh, so I get to create my very own Thanksgiving. Okay. So, what recipe are you using? Where did you get? Where are you getting your recipes? I don't know yet. I still have a few days, right? <laughs> I don't need oh, to get yeah. the bird yesterday, to, right? <laughs> you need to jump on um, the Food Network, and I mean, they, all oh, they do yeah. is show Thanksgiving shows all I day. I saw and... Martha Stewart recipe for, I think it was stuffing. Which I don't even like stuffing, but don't hate me. I'm more of a cranberry, cranberry sauce kind of gal. Not yeah. the homemade stuff, totally the canned stuff. So. Yeah. Gotcha. But Chuck, the real thing we want to know about, and Roxy too, are you a, a movie person? Are you a football? Oh, football. Yeah, football. The more games, the better. Get me going, you know, early in the morning. Usually those games, you don't have to pay as much attention. So you can help out in the kitchen if you need to. You can run to the store. Somebody forgot something real quick. Usually there's a lot of wine that already has been drank. And so... We're running out, so you've got to go to the liquor store, restock. So it doesn't matter if the game sucks. You'll still watch it. I will have it on, yes. Okay. Now, in, in years past, you know, if there's, like, family around, you you know, you start having conversations and you kind of have the games on background. Unless you're, okay. like, it's one of your – it's your team playing, obviously. That's a different story. But, but yeah, it's 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 – it's a lot easier to kind of talk over and not pay attention to a game than it is like a movie or something where, you know, if, if somebody is intently watching, you can't really bother them that way. Well, what kind right. of movies are you usually watching? I've been looking for other movies because I'm only aware of planes, trains, and automobiles as far as Thanksgiving movies. So I kind of went out and looked for a, a list or something that had more options for Thanksgiving movies. And I got one from Esquire magazine, an article titled the best Thanksgiving movies to watch while uncomfortably full. Ah. And <laughs> I will be honest there. 
are a lot of movies on here. So, well, what do you got? Give us your top 10. Okay. I'll just go through some of these here. And I don't know if you really count this as a movie, but on here, the list they have it is the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. What do you mean? Absolutely. Of course, of course that counts. Okay. Well, it's, just, I mean, it's not really a movie. No, know, it's more like a shorter <laughs> show. So, yeah. You know. All right. What's next? What's next on the list? Sorry. Right? All right. So next one. How about this one? Son-in-law. Son-in-law. Wow. Son of course I remember son-in-law. Okay. Chuck. Polly Shore. Wow. What? And Roxy. Oh my gosh. That's, you've got it. <laughs> hilarious. One hilarious. of the best. Now, all right. So we're showing our age a little bit here, Chuck. Uh, Chuck I'm old. I don't, Everybody I don't know. knows I'm old. I don't even know if Roxy was born yet. And uh, <laughs> That's okay. It's a classic <laughs> Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> Polly okay. Shore is one of those yep. people you either love him or you hate him. That's true. But I think he's, a, at least back in the day. He was hilarious and mm -hmm. quite popular for it. Okay, next is uh, Grumpy Old Men. Okay. Mm. I, I think you that's more that of a one? holiday movie, and you can watch that anytime. Apparently, but... there's a Thanksgiving dinner scene yeah. that yep. I guess qualifies it for a Thanksgiving movie. Sure, okay. So those are actually all pretty much comedies. How about this one? The Big Chill. Mm, oh right! Big chill, all-star cast, mm -hmm. yep, a little bit yep. more yep. of a drama. Here's Not another one, bad. Chuck. Let's see if you remember this one, Dutch. Oh my goodness, Chuck, you're killing me here. Ed O'Neill. Yeah. I don't know any of these movies. Oh, Chuck, <laughs> you gotta find one Roxy knows. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic movie, Chuck. That's another one with Ed O'Neill that Ed again, you either yeah. love him or hate him. You know who Ed O'Neill is, though, Roxy, right? Yeah. That's a great movie. In there, you've got mail. Oh, oh yes. One. This one I haven't seen, but people say it's appropriate for Thanksgiving. Chicken Run animated. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I never it. really got into that. But, but I guess it's about Because it's about turkeys, right? Yeah, it's about yeah. turkeys. Yeah. Well, chickens. Or chickens. But <laughs> hence the name. Right. <laughs> Way to fact check me there. Well, Littles, there you go. There's our movie suggestions. If you're not into football, you can run out to... Redbox? <laughs> Redbox, Netflix. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, Netflix, YouTube, Amazon, they're all going to have them. It might cost you a buck or two, but hey. Yeah. Well, Chuck and Roxy, are you hungry? Starving. Well, you are in luck. Coming up next, we are going to meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. You know what the best thing about not having any sponsors for our podcast yet is? What's that? It's that we don't have to do any of those annoying commercials in between the segments. Oh my gosh, best day ever. Well, instead, what we're going to do is we are going to promote the TK codes so you remember to use the code. So here's some of Tony's current promotional codes. Johnny O is TKQZIP. That's TKQZIP. Framebridge is Tony K. Just Tony K. And Brooke Lennon is Tony K Show. So people, Roxy, what am I going to say? Use the codes. I guess I'm wrong too much to be true. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are being played in by Dante Mazzetti from New York City. The name of this song is Hey Now. And Dante does some really cool stuff. One of the cool things he does is he does, ever since the pandemic started, 
He does live streaming shows from his balcony in New York City every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights at 7 p.m. So hop on over to his Facebook fan page to see those. You can find him on Facebook. Just look up Dante Mazzetti, or you can go to DanteMazzetti.com. That's D-A-N-T-E-M-A-Z-Z-E-T-T-I.com. And as always, we will play the entire song at the end of the podcast. Okay, everyone, it's time to meet the Littles, one of our favorite segments of the podcast for sure. And we are very excited today for what we're calling our Thanksgiving episode of the Loyal Littles podcast. We have all the way from Milwaukee, the great and flavorful Steve Osborne. Welcome, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, this is so great. Now, the funny thing is, Steve, right from the get-go, it's only our second episode into the podcast, and we might already have a Carvel situation. More importantly, we might actually have a stop the hammering situation. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. For the, for the listeners who on don't know. On my end or yours? Oh, no, on our end. Roxy oh, and I are from New York City, and mm-hmm. we are literally dealing with outside recording studio, whatever you want to call it. They literally have people waking up, and I swear, they're sitting there with their watches at like 8.59, <laughs> waiting for it to tick to 9 a.m., and yep. they just start hammering, and it's hilarious, and it just keeps reminding me of the podcast. Anyway, enough about us. Steve, could you inter- just introduce yourself? Again, this is probably like a, a moment where most most littles probably already know you, but just in case, give us a quick overview. That, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's This is the funny part about this whole idea I had was... You see these people in the Facebook groups and whatever and commenting back and forth, and then you, you almost feel like you do know them, but we don't really. Yeah. So that's where I came up with this idea to meet the Littles. So go ahead. floor is yours, sir. All right. Well, my name is Steve, but my nickname's Oz. Most people call me that since I was in first grade, uh, which is where we kind of came up with the name for our business, which is Emerald City Catering and Events. Basically, uh, chef by trade, I spent uh, my youth Cooking as a, as a kid, and when I turned 20, I detoured to a different career for 20 years. And at 40, I decided I didn't want to work for anybody anymore and decided to start going to business for myself. My wife said, figure out what you want to do. Let's do that. And it's been a hell of a 11-year ride so far, but it's been a lot of fun. Get to do what I love. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> we're, we're very fortunate to, well, we were doing the same exact thing until um, yeah. the unfortunate virus happened. So we're, we're unfortunately not working now, but that's okay. So how long have you been listening to Tony and how did you first become introduced to him? Oh gosh, I've been a TK fan since 1988, 89. Wow. I first heard him on the sports reporters. So that's how I knew of him. Yeah, you know, him and Wilbon and uh, Ralph, I can't remember his name. Gosh, I want to say Ralph Wilson, but it's not. And Bill Conlon, Bob Ryan, so the whole cast and crew. So I listened to him on that. And then when ESPN Radio launched and we got the first like sports station around here, it was around 1995, 96. They carried his show right after the fabulous sports babe. So I'm like, this is awesome. Yes. And Listen to it in some iteration ever since. Long time ago. So how long have you had the restaurant? 11 years total since we started the business. When I began the business, I grew up across the street from the church and school that I went to. And the pastor there was a family friend of ours. So when I decided to start the business, he rented me one of their kitchens. It was just serendipitous because they were not going to be using their newer kitchen at that point because they were going to outsource their school lunches. So I got a great deal on that. And for the first year and a half, two years, 
I was there and I was looking for my own place because I wanted to find someplace that I didn't have to share it with anybody. And a friend of mine lived next door to the former owners at another business, uh, another catering company that they wanted to retire. So I bought their business and building. So we moved to South Milwaukee, which is a suburb, and we're there for seven years. But the problem is the place was all kitchen. And so everything we did was offsite catering and then our takeout. So then after nine years into it, we decided we needed to find our own place where we could do stuff in-house. So we bought something. We went from 1,000 square feet to 8,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it's been something. It's been fun. So it's been two and a half years since we moved here. And it, it so back to actually the city of Milwaukee. And I absolutely love it. We have... A gazebo outside that we can do weddings at or big hall. If if people really want to see it, they can look up our Facebook or our Google page. You can see. Yeah. You can do a virtual tour of everything. Oh, so, great, um, great. So real quickly, I hope you don't mind talking about yourself a little bit more. This I one of the little loyal little sent me this video when they heard you were coming on here because I didn't know who you were. I had no idea. Sure. Could you talk a little bit about that? You know how the unfortunate pandemic has hit you and what you're doing with the community and all that stuff. Another longer story, (laughs) but um, assuming what you're referring to is the pays you main meals that we're doing, Mm -hmm. basically how that started. This is kind of the current evolution of it. When we were in South Milwaukee about four years ago, we did a, we belonged to the chamber of commerce and we were asked to do uh, provide food and stuff for a chamber networking event. It was at a place called South Milwaukee Human Concerns, which is the food bank there, which I had no idea existed. And in going there and meeting and talking with the manager there, I found out that in this small community, I mean, the city itself is, gosh, I don't know, five, 6,000 people, mm-hmm. 900 families or 900 people came there every month to get food. So I was just shocked. So... As soon as we were done with that, I came home and I told my wife, we need to figure out how we can do something to help. I don't know what, I don't know how, but we're going to have to figure out a way. So I really, believe it or not, I like the whole being Oz, the man behind the curtain, because I don't like being out front. So I don't like, I really don't enjoy talking about myself this much. But um, so part of the deal of this was we came up with something called the Miracle Meal Cards. Started out doing 100 and then 150 cards per month. We printed out these. They're basically business card size. And I gave them to the manager at the at Human Concerns and said, I would like you to give these out to whomever you think needs them. They basically, they just redeem them for a free meal. I don't want anyone outside of them, your management or my people to know about this. Because I don't want I don't want to do it for any kind of press or whatever else. This is simply I want to be able to give back altruistically as much as possible. And I didn't want anyone to feel ashamed. I know it's bad enough when you're running into a tough time. I didn't want anyone to have to stand in line or do whatever. I wanted them to be able to have some respect. So all they have to do is call us up, say, hey, I'd like a chicken dinner, fried fish, shrimp, whatever. I got three MM cards. Fantastic. They come in, they hand me the card, we hand them the thing. No one knows, even if there's other people there, no one knows what it is. They just think it's some kind of a coupon. To go order. Whatever. So... So we did that for the last 16 months that we were there. And then we moved to this new location. Well, when we did that, we weren't going to be doing takeout all the time anymore. 
because we didn't have to. So then it evolved to doing the Paisime Sunday Buffet. I like alliteration and rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, so basically, we would do the first Sunday of every month, we would have brunch. And we would just have people come in, enjoy, have whatever you want, pay if you can. And whatever you pay, we would donate to the Wisconsin Hunger Task Force. So we would do that. And then the pandemic hit. So at which point we are no longer doing dine-in. So we had decided, okay, so what we're going to do is we're kind of combining the two ideas. So we're just going to be doing our pay-as-you-may meal. It started off five days a week. And then as things began to relax a little bit and we got, we had some business, I simply couldn't work seven days a week. So we stopped (laughs) doing it on Monday. So Tuesday through Friday, we come up with whatever meal we want, you know, it's just to, I, I broadcast it out ahead of time, the beginning of the week of this is the menu for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I just make one thing and just people call us up and go, Hey, I need however many meals. And I've noticed at the beginning of this pandemic, you had a lot of people that were gung ho and they got their stimulus checks and stuff. So there were people that were paying it forward as well. But as things have progressed on, fewer and fewer people have things. So I've noticed people are coming, which is fantastic, and less and less can pay. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is, I don't, you know, and you get people that are so either embarrassed or some that are just so overwhelmed emotionally that they can't believe that somebody would do this. And I'm like, it's really no big deal. I get to do what I love. And this, it, the benefit for me, aside from feeling good, is... I get to experiment on all kinds of different food that I wouldn't necessarily have made because um, it's not stuff that is normally on our menu. But without you don't want to try to test on the fly, come up with some brand new dish and go, well, here, we'll try it for a wedding. Maybe these people will like right. it. Um, <laughs> so this gives me an opportunity to come up with whatever I feel like. I'm like, you know, we uh, one of our distributors gave us <laughs> like 400 pounds of dried pad thai noodles which will last until the end of the apocalypse or this morning. <laughs> wow. So generally, just as an idea, we'll net about a ton of actual finished noodles. So we're never going to go through all of it. So I'm like, well, I've never made pad thai before. Might as well try that and see. So I've been making it and perfecting it and then serving it to people. So that wow. way it's like, great, you know, something that I can try and we find out what what hits really well and what isn't so popular and and right. people get so it's actually good for you as well oh uh, absolutely roxy how you doing over there do you need a tissue yet or what i mean that's just <laughs> See, such I touching can't, story <laughs> i can't think of a better story to have on our thanksgiving I episode know. i want to give a quick yeah, thing sure. is john bon jovi was the part of the inspiration for this because he has a place called the Soul Cafe in Philadelphia that was mm-hmm. similar. That was kind of the idea. That's where I got the idea of doing the Peizume, the takeout stuff. Mm-hmm. He did dine in at his place where people could either pay it forward or they could come and, you know, work in the back to do whatever. So they'd have a little sense of pride with doing right. that. Sure. Oh, so are you uh, bearing the lead as John Bon Jovi a little? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Oh. <laughs> and we don't care. And we don't care. I no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's amazing. <laughs> That's truly amazing. So one of the other reasons, now I don't want, I don't expect you to give away any big secrets, <laughs> but is there a, a favorite Thanksgiving meal item that any advice on a recipe for a Thanksgiving dish? Absolutely. I'm a big guy. So like 
meat is where it's at. So absolutely. Turkey is the deal. The biggest thing I will tell people is you don't want to overcook it because you don't want it to dry out too much. Don't use those little pop-up thermometer things that are, (laughs) that come in the turkey Uh, or don't, don't plan on using those. If they're in there already, don't take it out because you're just leaving a gaping hole for all the juices to escape. But how those work is they, there's an epoxy in it. So at 170 degrees, the epoxy releases and the thing pops up, which is perfect for like the dark meat. But by that point, the breast will be super, super dry. So it plus you have to account for carryover heat. Anytime you pull something out of the oven, it's like making scrambled eggs. It's going to continue to cook for a few minutes. So mm-hmm. you don't want to just rely on that. The most important thing for a turkey is to brine it ahead of time. You have enough time now, you know, a few days. You only need to brine it for 24 hours or so, and that will help get all kinds of flavor and all kinds of extra juiciness in it. And I will make sure that I'll put up our our brine recipe and some of our other stuff up on our Facebook page, so that way people can just download it and have a PDF and print it as they like. You can make whatever seasoning and flavors on it you want, but it is the best secret for for having a really good turkey. Okay. Amazing. So full disclosure, Roxy, what did you buy yesterday? Those pop-up things. (laughs) 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 Well, if you're going to do it. It wasn't a crazy investment, so it's no big deal. Yeah, it was like $1.50. I mean, they'll work. It's just your white meat's going to be very dry. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. I understand that. Exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your recipe. (laughs) Get one of those probe thermometers with like a digital readout. Okay. So you have the thermometer in the turkey the whole time. You have the the other part outside of it. And when it gets to about 160 degrees in the breast, 160, 165, you just pull it out of the oven and tempt yep. it. Okay. Well, this is amazing. Uh, Steve, can you uh, stick around for a little bit? Sure, of course. Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are here with the great and flavorful Oz. <laughs> and uh, I love that name. That that was one of my favorite things about your sheet that you sent back to us. Steve, we also, since you know most of our listeners are sports fans, uh-huh. what is uh, one of our normal questions is, well, what are your favorite sports? We kind of talked off air about this. You are a big yep. baseball fan, right? Absolutely. So the Hall of Fame ballot yep. came out this week. So what do you think about I- that? I was just looking at it. I mean, I, to me, I can pick out three immediately that should be in. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that is going to hold the PEDs against people. You know, I understand, you know, at that point, we don't know who did and who didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So honestly, there's been, sure, steroids weren't around for forever, but I know greenies were around well back in the 50s and 60s. So, (laughs) and one of my favorite players in a Cal Ripken probably couldn't have played 2,000 straight games if he didn't have some kind of stimulants to help get him off. <laughs> oh. You know, for a day game after night. And the Greenies were accepted. So, I mean, for in Bonds, Clemens, they yeah. have to be. Yeah. You know, they're just, Barry Bonds was the greatest player I ever saw. And I took, I have four children, and I took my oldest son when he was very young to come see him and watch him pound some <laughs> of the 73 home runs he hit in 2001 against the Brewers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those two have to get in. Todd Helton, I mean, the guy's right. been a great player. Oh, and as much as I hate to say it, the two others, I was looking at the ballot, <laughs> the two guys that I just, it, it pains me so much to say they deserve it, but Gary Sheffield, 
who mm-hmm. forced his way out of Milwaukee. Yeah. And, you know, because he was drafted and started with the Brewers. But at like 22, we traded him for a box of athletic tape and Matt Mieske. Uh, <laughs> and he went on to have like a almost a triple crown season mm-hmm. and then a Hall of Fame career. And Sammy Sosa, because I cannot stand the Cubs. <laughs> oh my God, of course not. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see your Gary Sheffield and raise you a Mookie Betts situation over here because Roxy oh. and I are. If you've heard in the first episode, Roxy and I are diehard Red Sox fans, and that oh. just. I mean, we've had others, obviously, but that just sure. that current, one hurt. <laughs> current events that's killed us. Yeah, I can understand. Well, at the very least, you guys had some championships yes. with him. Oh, we are not complaining over here. That's very true. I was 13 when the Brewers made their only World Series. And then, man, so heartbreaking a couple of years ago when when they lost to the Dodgers and the game against the Nats a year ago. Man. But, hey, what are you going to do? That's what, you know, the life of a sports fan is. It makes it that much sweeter when they finally win. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I'll never forget it. That's for sure. And I'm so lucky that, like you said, we've had quite a few in the last decade or so. So, so another, just a couple of real quick questions, uh, more on the light side. Have you ever had an email read on the show? Uh, I do think I have a couple of times. I try to remember which ones they were, but I don't remember. Gosh, it was probably 2005 because it was the, the White Sox World Series. Because I remember saying, because as I mentioned, I cannot stand the Cubs. I mean, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're Milwaukee, so we're like the little little brother, big brother thing. And I remember saying to somebody that, you know, I was kind of really hoping the Cardinals would have made the World Series beat the Astros to get in there. Because mm-hmm. then for a Cubs fan, watching the Cardinals and the White Sox play, it'd be trying to choose a winner between a fight between your mother-in-law and your ex-wife. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> did you ever make it to Chatter? No, I wanted to, but no, I never did. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't either. It would have been great. I, I just, but since you own your restaurant, I thought, oh, how cool would that be? Yeah, I know. I we've had well last year when they did the gathering of the littles, you know, all over the place. We actually uh-huh. had a gathering of the littles here. Oh like my gosh! Cool. But, Talk about um, that for a second. It was very cool. It was. Uh, there's quite a few littles around the area, mm-hmm. uh, which is really nice. Getting to actually meet them in person, and you know putting a face to the name. Absolutely. It's an amazing community. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we're doing here. We're putting a voice to the name Mm -hmm. and hearing Mm -hmm. some of these amazing stories. Uh, Steve, why don't you, uh, before we forget, let's, uh, let's plug all your stuff. Please go see Steve. I'm sure he has some amazing recipes and food and go. So go ahead, plug away. All right. The, um, you can find us on, uh, Twitter at Oz, the great and flavorful. Or just look me up, Steve Osbolt. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Emerald City Catering and Events. We have our own line of barbecue and wing sauces, which right now we've been so busy with other things. I just sell them here, mail order, and people coming in to get it. They're not in stores anymore right now. And um, please check out Facebook page or whatever for recipes or our website. And we will have all kinds of different things up there for Real simple little ways of how to how to make things on your own, including we're going to be doing some quick, what we're going to call Emerald City's quick cuts, quick cooking demonstrations about oh. how to do something in home. Just quick little tips that I've learned because I'm not a classically trained chef. I am completely self-taught. Wow. Uh, so everything I've had to learn, plus being a caterer, we do so many things off-site that we don't have the benefit of like having our own home kitchen all the time to do stuff at. So we have to figure out a way to make everything work 
under the most MacGyverish conditions possible. <laughs> so we've learned. <laughs> wow, that's truly amazing. So please check them out. Do you do uh you do gift cards or anything like that? Gift uh, yes, do gift certificates. Okay, yep. Littles. Perfect. Littles, go to the Facebook page, look them up. What better time to help out other Littles in your community? And it's the holidays, so get some gift cards. It sounds like the barbecue sauce must be amazing. We're going to have to check that out. As an homage, as how we said in the first episode, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy, you have one more question? One more like one more fun <laughs> question. Toilet paper, over or under? Oh, over. Always oh. over. I mean, come on. <laughs> Beards, not mullets. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> oh my gosh, we love that. Okay. It's so funny. This question brings out such strong reactions. Oh, I know. Every it's, time. It's so funny. I'm the guy that if I'm at somebody else's house and I happen to go in to use the restroom and see it the wrong flip way, it. I will flip I'll flip it. You're that guy. I love wow. it. I'm that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's over. amazing. <laughs> I'm over as well. That's fantastic. Steve, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. We know you're very busy and especially everything you're doing with the community. Our best to you. Thank you for the the holiday tips for sure. Yes. Thanksgiving Day tips. Yes. Actually, now I just thought of one last thing I just want to add real quick. The one thing I have learned over my 51 years is if you're not supposed to do something, something will stop you. Do not edit yourself. Go for everything. You will have something. Will, if you're not supposed to cross the street, a car will whiz by and make you stop and pause and give you a chance to rethink it. If you continue, that's on you. But um, generally, <laughs> don't be don't be afraid. Don't be too afraid to try anything because if you're not supposed to, something will stop you. Your car won't start. You won't be able to get out and go or whatever. But don't let fear get in the way. Littles, well, and tinies, that's information for life. We'll be right back. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Have you heard about Anchor? Anchor? I don't even know her. Oh, classy, Roxy. Classy. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Maybe you should explain. All right. Well, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the best part is Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. That sounds easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. What? No way. Yeah, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What do I have to do? Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Got it. Welcome back, all you loyal littles. We have a special treat for you now. First, welcome, Bob, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm flattered to, uh, to be asked to do this. I have to tell you, you used to just randomly post your pics. Bet the Sproles, is that what you're calling it? In the well, you know, somebody, when I first started doing this last year, somebody on the, the Facebook page, and unfortunately, I can't remember who it was, he gave me the hashtag of, bet the sprawl cess as a as a riff on jeff ma and i've uh, i should copyright it because i use it so uh i i whoever that little is if he can step forward and claim credit I, i'd be happy to give it to him that would be great and we will make sure we come back in a future episode and give him credit if he uh makes himself or herself known funny thing is i was never much of a better but uh last year 
uh, they legalized sports betting in Pennsylvania. And uh, so I started making bets down at the local casino in Pittsburgh. And uh, I ended up winning more than I was losing. And by the end of the last year, I kept track of it. I was 27 and 18, which astonished me. So I thought next year I'm going to, you know, for 2020, I'm going to really keep track of this. And uh, I'm not doing quite it. Th- I'm not doing quite that well. I'm still trying to reach Mount 500, but I'm, uh, I'm about as good as Chuck Todd and much better than the monkey. Exactly. Hey, for what it's worth, just don't bet a lot of money on my picks. So what we'll do is we'll do a quick disclaimer. Okay, we're not promoting gambling here, but I thought it would be fun for our Thanksgiving episode for you to come on and pick the NFL slate of games. We we won't make this count towards your actual record. Actually, now that I'm looking at these, it's not going to be easy just to pick a straight up winner. So let's go down the slate. Our first game is at 1230 Eastern time. It is the Houston Texans visiting the Detroit Lions. What do you think, Bob? One thing I've come to realize is I don't, a general rule of thumb, I don't make a bet on two bad teams. So <laughs> that eliminates the first two games. But if you want me to pick a winner, uh, I think I, I would go reluctantly with the Lions on this one. Okay. Just because, uh, you know, it's a home game and that Thanksgiving Day game means, uh, means a lot to them yep. up there in Detroit. Comparison of the quarterbacks, Stafford versus Watson, you know, I if when in doubt, I go with the better quarterback, but they're about equal. But I'm going to give a slight edge to uh, Matthew Stafford, and I'll just say I'll pick the Lions to win this one. Okay, I agree 100%. The next game, fun for all our listeners, the Washington football team at Dallas. I saw the Dallas Cowboys a couple weeks ago against the Steelers, and they gave a scare to the Steelers, but... Uh, you know, eventually Mr. Roethlisberger took over and took care of business. Washington, while they haven't been winning, they seem to be in these games. You know, they score a lot of points. So I'm going to take uh, the Washington football team over the uh, the Cryboys, the Dallas Cryboys, as we call them in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's that's a great one. And uh, I think Reginald would agree with you on that one. And then the what I think, obviously, I think we all think the best game, yes. the primetime yes. 820 a rematch, great game the first time. Can't wait for this one. The Baltimore Ravens against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Are they your Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm assuming that's your. They Pittsburgh. absolutely are. In fact, a little known fact: for the last five weeks, as a good luck charm, I have been wearing a Duck Hodges T-shirt, which somebody gave me as a gag last Christmas. And uh, the Duck Hodges T-shirt has been good luck. The Steelers are five and zero. But I, I, I can't wait for the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game. And in deference to a lot of the uh, Baltimore fans down there that listen, I'm thinking of Jen Babish in particular. Yep. Um, I like the Ravens. I, I've always liked them as a team. I like John Harbaugh. And these games are just, they're always good. They're always close. But I'm not objective in this game. I think uh, I will pick the Steelers to win. If it's, if it's a close, if the point spread turns out being something like Baltimore plus four or three and a half, I might be tempted to take Baltimore, but uh, I'm going to call for the Steelers to win this one and go 11 and 0. Did you, did you notice on the last Pittsburgh Baltimore game on TV, they put a stat, a graphic up that over the last, I don't know, ever since the Ravens became the Ravens, 
uh, the, the cumulative score between the two teams in their games was something like 931 to 931. Yeah, it was like one, I thought it was like, it was either tied or one point off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. And that's the way those games go. So I can't wait, can't wait for that. Oh yeah, that's going to be perfect. That's the perfect game. You know, dinner's over, you might be having dessert yes. or you might just be, you know, done, whatever. And you sit down and settle into a good football game. So hopefully that's a good one. So, Bob, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This has been so great. Do you have anything you want to plug? I mean, I know we have to copyright the bet the bet the sprawl says yes, yes. What else you got for us? Um, I I start when I retired ten years ago. I started writing a blog, and I've kept at it. It's called the Grandstander. Uh, it's it's I keep it fun. No no politics, no controversy. I write about sports. I write about movies and books that I read. And uh, in a tribute to uh, the Kornheiser podcast, I also do interesting obituaries. So the uh, blog is called The Grandstander, and it can be found at grandstander.blogspot.com. I've posted it on the Tony Kornheiser Loyal Littles page. So uh, maybe some of you have seen it. And I don't make a penny off of it. I do it just for my own enjoyment. Gotcha. Okay. Bob, that's great. We, we will definitely circle around and we will talk about that in depth. Uh, I look forward to it and uh, good luck with the podcast, uh, Chuck. I, it's, uh, I've really enjoyed, I enjoyed the first episode a lot. All right, Bob. Well, thank you again for your picks and have a wonderful, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Same to you and uh, happy holidays to all out there. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. Roxy, keeping with the tradition of Thanksgiving, we thought it might be fun. And this is thank you to Kate Milan. I hope I'm saying that right. She did the TK Little Smart and Funny Friday Five last week, and it's the Thanksgiving edition. So I thought that would be fun. And why don't we do these real quick? Okay, here's the first one, Chuck. Which TK Little's jingle are you most thankful for? Oh, wow. Yikes, there's so many of them. Well, okay, this is actually, it's a no-brainer for me. It came out in 2016 because I remember where I was and what I was doing. I was running and it literally made me just stop in my tracks and sit there for six and a half minutes, I think it was. And it's that elongated Hamilton jingle from the opening song from Hamilton. The work that went into that, it blew me away. And that's definitely the one I'm most thankful for. Uh, Okay, Roxy, (laughs) how about this one? Can you ruin Thanksgiving in four words? Hmm. Well, I mean, there, there there could be so many. How about the turkey is dry? I feel like that's a classic Thanksgiving (laughs) fail. You know, it's although hopefully after today's guest, if you follow his instructions. Boy, that won't I happen. Hope so <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what time, happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens, Roxy. Luckily, we had Steve on today. Thank goodness. I'm thankful for him. Okay, Chuck, here's the next one. Which TK guest would you love to have at your Thanksgiving table? Oh, that's easy. But I don't know if this counts, but does Tony count? I think the way it's worded, it says TK guest, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say Tony. Tony Kornheiser, for sure. I've only gotten to meet him once in my life. It was very brief, obviously, and but it was so great because I would just love to pick his brain about 
so many things. So that would definitely be it. But if it can't be Tony, it would definitely be Wilbon, just so I could just tell him every Uranus joke I know over and over <laughs> again, just to piss him off. <laughs> He'll hate you forever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, I've watched PTI for so many years. Definitely. He would definitely be, if that's the guest, that would be wonderful. Okay, Roxy, your next one is It's Not Thanksgiving Without Blank. It's not Thanksgiving without blank. Okay, Roxy, I need your answer. Hmm. Well, this is a tough one, but I wrote down It's Not Thanksgiving Without the Rockettes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. The parade in general is just a, a, a staple for Thanksgiving. I'm glad they're going to do something this year, even though it's not the real full parade. I'm thankful they are doing something. Yeah, me in, too. In, in more ways than one. Okay, what's what's the next one? Okay, last one. Which TK guest would you not want at your Thanksgiving table? Wow, that's a tricky one because I, for the most part, enjoy everyone. But I think most littles get annoyed with Michael, I guess. I don't know. I mean, if he brought Bootsy and the Hammer, I'd be okay with it. That would be adorable. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's that's a tricky question. So I, I guess I'll just go with that. Sorry, Michael. It's just by default. So that's our Thanksgiving edition of the Friday Five. Thank you, Kate, for that. And just a reminder, Mike Mackler, you're up. Your Friday Five. We're so looking forward to that. All right, everyone. Well, that's our Thanksgiving episode of the Loyal Littles podcast. Remember, you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. And remember to write Loyal Littles in the subject. And as always, remember, you can listen to us on all listening platforms, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you do listen on iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe. And Roxy, why don't you take us out with a last-minute thought? Well, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited of what could go right. Thanks again, Steve. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the codes. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everyone. Okay, I'm going to go watch the Steelers kick some ass right now. guess I'm wrong too much to be true The devil breaks your heart But I lie to you I guess I'm wrong too much But my heart's in stone Hey now, hey now, what you gonna do? I'm so broken. Hey now, hey now, what you gonna do? I'm so broken. Hey now, hey now.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.